listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 68, where we will be discussing chapter 9 of Clockwork Angel, The Enclave. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <sighs> Robin, I think you I think you need to rep- reprise your um, scared, the, the noise at the back mm-hmm. thing thing. Wow, oh, my story. Yeah, I'm I'm really good at explaining things. <laughs> the thing thing. <laughs> the thing thing. Yes. Okay. So, as my daughter used to say last morning, <laughs> except it wasn't. It was last night and it was getting like dusky. And she was outside with a friend and so we text her, it's time to come home and dinner's ready, come home or whatever. So I'm sitting on the couch with my 4-year-old and my husband's upstairs and it's dark when it's, you know how when it's dark inside outside, mm-hmm. but not super dark, but when you look through like the window, it looks darker than yep. it is. Yeah. That's that whole vibe going. And, um, I can't remember what you used to call it, Kristen, but like you were like, you know that you grew up like, <laughs> sorry, <Poor>. Wednesday. <laughs> like, yeah. When you're, um, my cat's just trying to show you her the window. Asshole. When your couch faces the window? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you obviously, like, if your couch, like, if the back of your couch is to the window, like, you obviously didn't live in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Right. Well, for one, if, if, you're, if your couch is to the window, you could afford to, like, keep the heat on all the time. Right? <laughs> because, like, no one, no one who, like, is concerned about their heating bill keeps their couch where they sit next to a that's window. That's fair. Like, that yep. doesn't, No. <laughs> And the other part is, like, if you live in a bad neighborhood, like, you need to be able to see what's going on. Like, you don't want it coming up from behind you. (laughs) Right. It's the lessons you learn growing up in Southeast Portland. (sighs) So we live in a good neighborhood. So my couch is to the sliding glass door and the other one's to the window. So I'm sitting there and I look and I just hear this giant, like, jump scare knock on the back sliding glass door. And it freaked me out. Like, I literally jumped. And then I jumped off the couch, and I turned around, and I looked, and there was nothing there. Darkness outside. Crickets. Because I just assumed my kid was trying to, like, pull a prank or whatever. And so then I'm like, okay. Like, you're the adult in this situation. Get up and go look. So I get up, and I go look, and there's nothing there. And I look down, and it's my cat, who is... In a rival gang, apparently, <laughs> with another cat that's sitting outside the back porch. And she's just going, <laughs> like a foghorn. And the other cat's sitting right outside, like, rolling around and, like, getting oh her scent God. on everything and just being an all-around jerk. Like, look at and me. I'm just... outside. <laughs> well, the crazy was telling Omar, I had just closed the siding glass door. Literally, like, I had closed it and I went and sat down on the couch and then that happened. Couldn't imagine oh what would God. happen if it was just a screen. Yeah. Right. She might have gotten through you it. You wouldn't have had a screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. Oh. Awesome. That reminds me of, like, when, when I used to live in the townhouse next to you and the incident with the squirrels at 4 a.m. Oh, my God. So, Bryn was at her dad's. I was home alone. And oh. 4 a.m., I hear this boom 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 like downstairs on like my back deck and I was like fuck it's like I go to my safe I get my gun <laughs> okay 
I creep down the stairs thinking I'm fucking 007. <laughs> okay. And I've got, so I have a, a, like a 38 revolver and it has a, the laser like cool. grip on it. Right. <laughs> Listen, I was a single mom. I lived alone for a long time in not the greatest neighborhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> cut me some slack here. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, I w- like, I'm, you know, in my head, I'm like, the laser's gonna scare people more than anything. Yeah, right? for sure. Right? Like, that makes me seem legit. <laughs> so I creep downstairs and I, I go into the, the kitchen where the sliding glass door is, right? And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, what's gonna be, like, I don't know. And I, and I turned on the light because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it was four o'clock in the morning, it was dark outside, <laughs> but I turned on the inside light. And so all I saw was, uh, my reflection I've got a tank top on like one boob hanging out I'm wearing like these ratty ass shorts my hair is in every different direction and I'm like oh, oh boy <laughs> that's what's gonna scare them away <laughs> for real <laughs> it was so bad it ended up just being the fucking squirrels that's so great <laughs> they knocked down my planners oh Damn yeah, I was like, but I almost like, I almost, yeah, yeah. I was like, I could have, that could have been bad, <laughs> but I scared myself enough that I couldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no bueno, man. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> What's been going on with you, Amanda? So I have some news to share with <gasps> the crowd. Um. I am pregnant. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. This is the same thing our kids did. They were like, what? No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we're doing November. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> You're literally going cross-eyed right they now. They are a secret to keep, but we really wanted to keep it a secret this time. <laughs> Oh my God. Like I'm going to start crying. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you. We're super excited. Obviously oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. That's <sighs> awesome. It's been, it's been, uh, already, you know, I'm exhausted and, yeah. um, it's super high risk. Well, not super, super, but of course I had complications with Lincoln and everything. So right. I've already had to do like tons of lab work and all this stuff. I've been to the doctor a thousand times already. So, you yeah. know, It'll be stressful, but it'll be great. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I'm I so second guess everything after I'm trying to put freaking Link into bed tonight. Why am I doing this again? Why? What am I going to do right? when there's a baby and he won't go to sleep? <laughs> you smell them and they smell like baby. Yeah. 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 Yep. Dude, yep. I was just telling my girlfriend, I was like, I have not got to like hold a baby in so long. Yeah. Like, I need someone. I'm like, who the fuck has a baby? Nobody has a baby. <laughs> you just perfect perfect fucking Can I timing. smell your baby? <laughs> yeah, because it's about it's about me, and I need my baby needs. <laughs> like, oh, God. Well, I'm sure I would love for you to smell mine. <laughs> I might need a break. <laughs> your your babies smell good. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that flavor of baby. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Oh, my God. Yep. So you're like, you're like, I have something to talk about. I thought you were like going to say that you finished the book or something. (laughs) I was like, 
no, I still haven't done that. <laughs> I'm really trying. You have a good excuse. You're growing a human. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's like the trump card for everything. I love it. It's the best. Right. Some, after they're born, too, I hand them to my husband. I'm like, here, I made this for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, shitters. Oh, my gosh. It feels so good That's to finally exciting. have that off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Ah. I just. How the fuck are we supposed to do a show right now? <laughs> I just want to talk about babies. Oh, it's okay. We can do it. Oh, and it's a girl. What? <laughs> what? You fucking buried the lead? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are we not recording this right now? <laughs> because we look like potatoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's every week. <laughs> I know Robin was like, we really should put a screenshot of I ourselves. I get to hold her first. Oh. <laughs> I'll fight you. Uh. Oh, he said he called it. Oh. As a girl. <laughs> yeah. She just told me. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Oh my gosh! I can't. And you have such a. Well, we'll post your announcement. I think yes. Uh huh. We can share yeah. it. Mhm. Yeah. Because we're putting it out Tuesday. Oh my gosh! So exciting! <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck! I know. <laughs> I know. Cut cut the crap about the cat. No, the cats just were do funny. <laughs> No! Are you kidding? Okay, we have to leave it in because we have to leave this conversation in right here. But no, for the record, Amanda, next time you have to tell us that you're growing a human, you go first, okay? We don't give a fuck about us. No. Honestly, I had to get my bad vibes off first. Listening to you guys talk, I was in a bad mood when we started this recording, so I had to shake that shit off. <laughs> like oh that one gosh. time when I threw pregnancy tests to my husband. <laughs> this is the best part. You have to tell the story. You have to. It's quick. That yes. was all. He was just like, why are you in such a bad mood lately? <laughs> I was planning it. I was going to give them to him on his birthday. It was going to be a thing. Instead, I just hit them in the face. Literally threw them. I had peed on those. <laughs> this bitch yells at him and she says, I told you I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> I just threw them at him. Like you bastard. Oh my god. (laughs) What a magical moment. (laughs) Oh it's truly special. Truly special. (laughs) Yep. Here, have some of my pee. Yep. (laughs) I'm sure you put the cap on. The cap was yeah. Uh, it just she throws it and it just flings drips on it. It's like holy water. stoked nervous i'm nervous we can get shadow hunter onesies oh my god yes oh my god yes (laughs) what a good idea you're obviously gonna name her clary right (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. she's definitely my favorite so yeah (laughs) oh gosh we we've had so 
obviously we've been on this infertility journey for a very long time, 10 ish years Mm -hmm. now, a little bit longer. And, um, so we initially wanted to have a girl the first time years ago and we had a name picked out and everything. And then we changed our minds last minute when we did IVF and decided to have a boy. And, um, Mm -hmm. so now that it's a girl, neither of us are in love with the name we picked before. So I guess it's a good thing that we didn't go with it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so now we're, we're through this whole thing. We didn't pick Lincoln's name till he was like, I was like seven months pregnant or something like that. Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have some time, but it's exciting and fun oh to goodness. think about. It's so hard to try to name someone for the rest of their life. <laughs> right? It feels like a heavy burden. It is, for sure. It's like a big deal. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Exactly. Name, yeah, name Barry might not, not cut it for you. Yeah. You might have to be, keep searching. Because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Well, and then and then the more you look at, the more you hate everything yes and everyone you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> yes and well, my yeah, kids like, too oh, I, I i knew a amelia that one time that bitch like i'll never name my kid that like i was you not allowed to name how much Lincoln. people you hate yeah <laughs> cassie yeah. still will not talk about the name oliver <laughs> some kid in middle like, school no. she didn't like <laughs> or was annoying i don't know and um, uh-huh. luckily, someone else we know, Nate, used that name before we did anyway. But still, it's just, yeah. Even my kids get to chime in on the names they don't like. So yeah. <laughs> it's not just the two of us. The whole family yeah. affair. <laughs> I didn't like William's name. Like, I wasn't set on it. And it was kind of like we named him. Well, his first and middle name are named after both of mine and my husband's dad's. And I was just like, eh, eh. and then now that he's here like that, he, he is, well, that's his yep. name. It fits mm-hmm. him perfectly. Mm-hmm. It sure does. It's awesome. <sighs> I got Britain's name off of real world Las Vegas. Okay. So. <laughs> I love it. Cause I'm, I'm hashtag classy like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest daughter was named after, um, little shop of horrors. So there's that. <laughs> And you've just, you know, you've just gotten a glimpse into the who we are as real people. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You're um, welcome. We're exactly how we seem. Andy doesn't know this, but I got Lincoln's name from Prison Break, so. <laughs> <laughs> the 100. That, that fucking tracks. That is on brand. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So like, I don't want to cut the chit chat, but like we're 15 minutes and yeah. we probably should. Sorry guys. <laughs> uh, do not apologize. There will be more discussion of this yes. after we're Absolutely. done with the work Believe for today. Me. I'm already starting to get uncomfortable, so we will be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm free to bitch. Yes. <laughs> cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap previously on Downworlder Dish Tess is flanked by London's most eligible bachelors as she makes her way to the sanctuary to meet Camille before entering Charlotte warns against any funny business then pops the door open we meet Camille in all of her regal vampire badassery she isn't shy about airing De Quincey's dirty laundry the quintet devise a plan to have Tessa change into Camille and infiltrate one of De Quincey's murder, mundane murder parties. 
She will be accompanied by Will and Camille's paramour, the magnificent Magnus Bane. The parabrotis lead Camille out, and Will shows a little downworlder prejudice. Jim is able to match wits with Camille, pulling the information out that she was only being helpful because she's out for revenge against De Quincey, who was responsible for the murder of her person slash wolf slash lover. Later, Tess is reading the codex until Charlotte enters, finally finishing the tea about what really happened at Mort Mains and all the juicy details about Nate being a pandemonium fuckboy. <laughs> she also reveals the backstory behind Sophie Scar and tells Tessa that she's a strong, capable woman and it's time to pull herself up by her bootstraps and wake up. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I love the I love the magnificent Magnus mm-hmm. Bane. Oh, fawning. <laughs> yeah. I'm twirling my hair. <laughs> right? Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Tessa's struggling to get into character in time for De Quincey's party, and Will is certainly not helping matters. <laughs> the physical transformation is easy, but reaching Camille's mind proves po- problematic. Will and Jem are, quote unquote, helping Tessa practice Camille's walk in the library. Uh, Mostly just Jem looking the picture of a dashing Victorian gentleman, while Will does his best to annoy the ever-loving shit out of Tessa. (laughs) Yeah. Par for the course, right? (laughs) One of Camille's subjugates, Archer, who, as Tessa describes, basically looks like a walking ball sack, brought over some (laughs) clothes and jewelry... You can't skip over that. (laughs) Don't keep reading. Pause for laughter. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He brought over some clothes and jewelry so Tessa can look the part of the bloody Baroness. And Will interrupts Tessa's like inner monologue by declaring that Tessa walks like a duck. (laughs) Just like... Fucking serious. You expect me to be successful, but you can't stop. (laughs) Right? So the I'm gonna I'm gonna read the next segment from the book. I do not walk like a duck. I like ducks, Jem observed (laughs) diplomatically. Especially the ones in Hyde Park. He glanced sideways at Will. Both boys were sitting on the edge of the high table, their legs dangling over the side. Remember when you tried to convince me to feed a poultry pie? (laughs) I wrote Poe <laughs> to feed a poultry pie to the mallards in the park to see if we could breed a race of cannibal ducks. <laughs> they ate it too. Will reminisced bloodthirsty little beasts. Never trust a duck. <laughs> okay. So we learned in city of bones that Jace despises cucumbers. Oh yeah. And now I'm sorry. Hold on my cat. Come on, Magnus. We're trying to talk about Magnus here. <laughs> Wrong, Magnus. <laughs> so, so Jace has a, a a bias against cucumbers. He hates cucumbers, and now Will hates ducks. I don't. It's so random, I, right? Like, but like he seems to like really fucking hate ducks. He's like, no, <laughs> like I'm not fucking around. I'm gonna make them and bergamot, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Bergamot, yes. So Tessa's like, dudes, this is literally life or death and not all of us grew up in Dauntless, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe a little less duck hating and a little more helping, yeah? Because Herondale's gonna Herondale. Will is fucking polishing an apple on his shirt. Like, what? 
That's not that's not a thing. Who the fuck polishes their fruit before they eat it? That's weird. I mean, I wash it with soap, but I don't polish it. I'm sure they it. didn't have wax on apples That's fair. back then. Right. Yeah. They do now. Yeah. Right. There, but, like, specifically, it said he polished the apple on his shirt. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're just trying to look debonair at this point. Yeah. He read right? it in a book. Yeah. <laughs> he for sure. Oh, my God. Yes. He for sure read it in a book. <laughs> and his, I just imagine he's, like, leaning up against something sideways and his legs right. are crossed. <laughs> right right exactly he's got to be like casually just like being held up by a wall yeah. or something he's james dean <laughs> yes <laughs> so will says something vaguely fr- flirtatious about camille's badassery finally coming through and that's all it takes to send pe- uh to, <laughs> to send tessa spiraling into a william harrendale daydream since jessamine is a colossal brat and Sophie isn't exactly a member of Will's fan club. Tessa doesn't have anyone to dissect every interaction she's ever had with the cute boy. So just, so she just kind of does it in her head by herself. And I just forewarning PSA, don't try this at home kids, grab a girlfriend, get some gab time. Like you can't be trusted to, to psychoanalyze a conversation you had with a boy on your own. You just can't. Yep. Fair. You need a devil's advocate and like yeah. <laughs> ages 13 to like 25. Get a girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> so Tessa, against better judgment, comes to the conclusion on her own that Will isn't that into her. And she gets so pissed that Camille's fangs just pop out and give her like the snake bite piercings. I've had I wanted so bad when I was 14. What are snake she just bite gets piercings? piercings? Like here? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was <laughs> when like, you were 14. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, Benji had them. Uh, so yeah. we mm-hmm. had to want That's, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we basic our entire style was basically like just gender swapping Benji Madden from Good Charlotte. That's <laughs> 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 pretty much pretty much it that's a fair assessment (laughs) we did our makeup like him for a while awesome we did a whole photo shoot with it oh that's right Uh (laughs) good times guys yeah oh you know back um, in the day when that's what you did with your friends is like dress up and yeah take pictures of each other to put on myspace go get the film developed yeah Yeah, that were wholly inappropriate into the computer yes Exactly. You guys are fancy. You guys are a little bit younger than me, so I feel a little old. Because I just like a a spice girl. (laughs) Oh, I mean we did that too. Yeah. Um Kristen always had to be ginger spice. Obviously. I had the hair. Yeah. I had the hair and the boobs to be ginger spice spice, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay, where was I? Oh. Can you imagine Henry being Ginger Spice? Yes. Like if those same rules apply? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I got it. Took me a second. Yep. I'd be into it. Uh, You know, I never got that, by the way, till I was way older. Like, I always just thought of it like Ginger Ale, like Ginger. Like, I didn't get it. Shit had to click when I was older, and I was like, "Oh my god, that makes sense!" Like not ginger root, not not ginger root tea. Not, no, 
Like, she's the only Spice Girl that's an actual spice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's a baby spice? Like, come on. <coughs> that's great. Oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Jem's like, oh, shit. That happens when vampires are hungry. Were you thinking about blood? <laughs> and Will, who we've come to realize can't leave anything alone, asked Tessa if he was thinking about if she was thinking about eating him. And I fucking choked right along with Tessa. I was like, I'm sorry. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> she, she got really shocking. defensive quickly, too. No. She was like, no. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so Tessa and Jem try to actually problem solve, but come to a dead end as to why she can't seem to reach Camille's mind. Will, who I've decided is more dramatic than a Disney princess, is like, well, we're fucked. Definitely going to get drained by a bunch of bloodsuckers. And the trio, <laughs> the trio is interrupted by the arrival of the Enclave before they can proceed with any more problem solving that obviously was going down the right track. So naturally they hide. The Enclave consists of like a handful of older shadow hunters and someone named Gabriel Lightwood, who, if Jem's reaction is any indication, is quite probably Will's arch nemesis. (laughs) (laughs) So Will is definitely a young Padawan hunter of shadows because he immediately gets them busted by Gabriel's dad. And Tessa switches back into herself before coming out from behind the shelves. And these arrogant cocksuckers treat her like a fucking show pony. Like, Benedict is all like, let's have it then. Show us what you can do. Like, what the fuck? I don't even no. know you, bro. Right? This was what she was afraid like, of. Like, does she have good exactly. teeth? Show me your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. So, Charlotte pulls in, as per my last email, and politely tells Benedict where he can shove it. <laughs> Gabriel speaks up for the first time and is like, Miss Charlotte, Will's not old enough to be in the meeting. Only I am. (laughs) And I can see why Will and Jem don't like him. Like, he seems super whiny. I love it, Miss Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte has no choice but to agree that they've got to go. Gabriel jumps up to show them to the door, which is such a dick move. I can't believe he pulled it off with a straight face. Yeah. Like, like I'll show you. Everyone can see the fucking door. Okay, He's like, I live here, bro. Right, this is my home. Right. I know the way. All three of us live here. <laughs> this is my library. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. It's okay, like, and then I want to address something really quick before we get further because we have just met Gabriel, and in the audiobook for this book and this book only, it's not any of the other books in the series. In this series so not clockwork prince or princess the narrator gives gabriel this like he can't say his r's okay so she gives him like this like speech impediment that doesn't exist in the books like it's never mentioned and then the other two books don't have it it's just this one by itself it's like the narrator's own artistic license or whatever and it bugs the crap out of me because it doesn't make sense. Like, not because, like, it's a thing. Like, I wouldn't care. But, like, it's not in the book. And it seems weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems out of place. Right? Anyway. It's weird to not. I can't listen to, to it. correct something like that. Yeah. 
Like, like he can't do his R's. His R's are W's. So it makes him sound like whinier. I listened oh, okay. to that and I, I don't gotcha. remember it. That's funny. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it bothers me. I um, if we're speaking about audiobooks, uh huh. I'm almost done with Chain of Iron. Uh huh. And the lady that is the narrator is amazing. Uh huh. First time we're talking about it, she's a goddess. But it's she. She does Magnus's voice in an American accent. And every once in a while, it's like you can tell just one or two words didn't quite make it. Uh-huh. Okay, that's funny. Over into the other. And it's just like, it's like, oh, my gosh. I like, forget. Like, that's And great. I could I don't see, know. I could see Magnus having like a like accent on certain words, depending on where he lived. That's and, true. He sounds like uh-huh. he's been around. Yeah, because he's well, old as fuck. I don't know how, because in my swinish brain, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like. I know that there's different dialects, obviously, just like we have here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, ha, each character, mm-hmm. besides Magnus and Tessa, mm-hmm. have English accents, but they all sound different. You can tell who's talking mm-hmm. by the way that she's changing her voice. It's just like she is so That's good. Awesome. It's yeah. hard to so gotta be hard to remember all of that. Uh huh. And I am really like a big complainer about it. So. <laughs> Robin's picky about narration for sure. I am. Oh, that's great. <laughs> anyway, giant sidebar. Conti- As you were. Yes. So anyway, I don't like the way that they narrate Gabriel, Gabriel, but that's fine. But anyway, he's being a dick. So once they're out of earshot, Gabriel really lets his prick flag fly, calling Will a disgrace to all shadow hunters. And Will, as if he had this comeback ready on ice, is like, that's what your mom said to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and what what ensues next is one of the best most eloquently arranged insults I have ever heard I'm gonna read it from the book in case they, that wasn't clear enough <laughs> got it I will thank you not to speak of my family Gabriel snarled reaching behind himself to pull the library short library door shut how unfortunate that that the prospect of your gratitude is not a tempting one, Will said. Gabriel stared at him, his hair disarrayed, his green eyes brilliant with rage. He reminded Tessa of someone in that moment, though she could not have said who. What? Gabriel growled. He means, Jem clarified, that he doesn't care for your thanks. <laughs> Just like with the assist, he's like, <laughs> he's like, nope. I'm How did they re- not high five after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Air high five. Like fist bump. I'm just going to reject what you just said. Like, like how he's like, Gabriel doesn't even like understand what's happening. He's like, wait, what? He's like watching a ping pong game, watching them go back and yeah. forth. Exactly. He's like, I feel like you've insulted me, but I'm not smart enough to get the insult. Exactly. So, yeah. What? So, naturally, Gabriel is outraged, but oh. And all but challenges Will to a fucking duel, um, to which, of course, Jem warns against, since that's exactly what Will would want. And by the way, he'd fucking win. <laughs> like, BT dubs. Isn't that what he basically says? Like, Will would, like, murder you? Yeah. And he's like, and he'd enjoy it. Like, you'd be giving him what he wants. That's a bad idea. And this Gabriel kid is falling into every classic bully trope. Like, he's trying so hard. 
and he's not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. And he tells Jem to stay out of it, which is a bad fucking idea because our beautiful, precious Jem steps up like fucking make me, bitch. And I cannot handle my Jem throw in some serious BDE this early in a story. <laughs> like, I am not prepared. <laughs> But I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Obviously. So fucking Gabriel, which is how I'm going to refer to him from now on, unless he fixes that (laughs) damn attitude of his. It's like, why why don't you find another parabatai? Which we all know is impossible and is such a stupid thing for him to say. But it's not important right now because what he proceeds to say is... Or, I'm sorry, but it's not important right now because he proceeds to tell Jem that everyone knows Will's going to die and basically the sooner the better. Um, what? You little dickhead? Mm-hmm. Tessa's polite patience shreds and she's like, bitch, what did you just say? <laughs> and then she just unleashes on him, admonishing his deplorable behavior and telling him to apologize to Will. Like she turns into like mom mode. Like she goes straight governess and is like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> the best. And fucking Gabriel, trademark pending, is listing <laughs> is listing the ways he'd rather be tortured and killed than apologize to Will for anything. And like, I, okay, I get it. It's a Herondale thing. Like, they're obnoxious. I understand. But still, let's not let's not talk about like cutting our entrails out and shit. It's a right. little far. Literally. A yeah. little dramatic. <laughs> Sounds uncomfortable. Right. And his father pokes his head out and he does that pissed off mom at the grocery store thing where he talks through his teeth. And he's like, <laughs> Are you coming or not? <laughs> Thus interrupting what I'm sure would have been hours of bickering leading up to and including bloodshed and possible dismemberment. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> right. My, my earbud my earbud popped out <laughs> when I did that. She's super into it. And scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because basically super TO'd fucking Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. Stomps back into the library following his dad. And Tessa's like, damn, he is salty. <laughs> and Jem tells her that his brother is even worse and hates Will even more. <laughs> and Tessa wants all the cheese, mate, as do I. Will explains that he didn't do anything to him. It's what he did to his sister. I'm like, keep going. Jem chimes in. <laughs> With this cutesy sort of almost jealousy feeling comment, he says, um, where there's our will, there's a half dozen angry girls claiming he's compromised their virtue. (laughs) And while trying to keep up with these dudes walking really fast, um, Tessa's like, well, did you compromise her virtue? (laughs) (laughs) Did you? She's like, let me know. Yeah. You got to tell me. And this is exactly what I would do. I mean, literally everything she's saying just reminds me of everything. I just need to know. You can't not Mm -hmm. say anything now. (laughs) Right. Cat's out of the bag, okay? (laughs) Will is like, girl, you are nosy and you have a lot of questions. And she's like, yep. So what's a parabotie? And elaborate about what Gabriel's father said. um, What? uh, (laughs) (laughs) She said, what's a parabotie? Nope, that's not a word. (laughs) 
she said, what's a pair of bow tie? And elaborate about Gabriel's father being a disgrace to shadow hunters. Also, what kind of dog did you have as a child? What's your favorite color? And do you like sushi? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. She only asked about those couple things. But I am annoyed how easily she was like... She just let go of the virtue shit. She was okay to just move on. We want to know mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, with the sister. No, yeah. If like, you don't, well, get especially to know, at, then we don't get to exactly know. during that time. Yeah, like, during that time, like that would be like hot goss. Definitely want to know, know about that more than what a parabro tie is that you can probably read in the book you have in your room. Right. <laughs> if you didn't keep falling asleep while reading it. Yes. <laughs> Just get through a fucking book. You call yourself a book lover. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jem answers um, about the pair of tie, uh, explaining that it's two men sworn to protect each other. And Tessa's like, excuse me, men? What about women? And I just find it interesting coming from her of all people. <laughs> right. Um, but Will moves on explaining that Gabriel's father probably has demon pox because he likes to swim in the demon and downworlder pond from time to time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and, like, if it's that well known. Yeah. Like, yep. I don't. What a dummy. If these kids right. know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Tessa's like, ew. <laughs> and Jem is just rolling his eyes. He's like, no, he made that up. And I just feel like Will is my husband. Like, my husband makes up shit all the time. <laughs> Literally told our children that I'm pregnant. And they waited for him to tell them what he was really going to say. Because they thought he was joking. Because <laughs> he cannot be serious for the, you know. So that's Will. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually the three get to a room. That Will automatically starts redecorating. He's moving trunks around and stuff and trying to clear a space on the floor. <laughs> He's into it. And it's super dirty. It's like wicked dock down there. No, just it's wicked dirty. dock. <laughs> yeah, it's dirty. I love it. And, you can't um, see a thing. Yep. <laughs> While Will does all of this stuff, Tessa asks Jem what Gabriel meant about Jem's disability. And I'm like, whoa, that's rude. <laughs> Right? I'm like, dude, can you wait for a better time to ask these questions? Ask someone else. I know that it's probably rude to talk behind his back, but I would never ask someone that to their face. (laughs) So what's wrong with you? Right. Idiot. Tell me more. Yeah. So he obviously doesn't want to talk about it. Wednesday. Oh, scared me. All of a sudden it was black. It was my cat. (laughs) She just walked across my keyboard. Just oh, pressing buttons. No big deal. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She needs time yeah. with you. <laughs> so Jem is just really nice to her and tells her that he's just in ill health. And Tessa could tell that he was lying because he had the same look her brother has when he's lying. Is that okay? Okay. Mm. People get looks when they're lying, I guess. Just kids. I don't know. Do adults really do that? I, don't know. I guess he's still kind yeah. of a kid. I don't know. My kid literally goes. (laughs) Yep. Puts his hands behind his back and makes that noise. So I know when he's lying. That's so cute. (laughs) So 
finally Will was done and ready for whatever they like he was doing and told Tessa and Jem to come sit down and the room was really dirty and dusty and so Will jokes on Tessa that she doesn't want to sit on the floor and her like get her dress dirty and internally she agrees because she's like yeah this is the prettiest thing I own like duh bitch <laughs> which is what I would have said to him like no I'm not sitting down there that's dirty but um she just bucks up and sits on the floor with him because she's tired of hearing his shit basically and Will starts drawing a rune on the floor. But as soon as Jem recognizes what he's doing, he's like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Will is like, okay, calm down. Let me focus or we could fall through this floor. So the rune creates, created a window in the floor and they were able to see into the library and the, um, into the enclave meeting. And Tessa asks if they can hear them, which I would totally be wondering too. I'd be like, is my heart beating too loudly? Like, can they hear me? (laughs) (laughs) But Will assures her that um, this is a super convenient one-way sort of thing. So they're good to talk. I want to know how they didn't hear the trunk scraping against the floor above them. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they're all just like focused or they just, it's Will. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming because this is the way it is in my head. I have no idea if this is accurate or not because I can't remember. But like in my head, like it's made out like everything's made out of stone. It's like a castle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was thinking so like I don't an old know. wood thing, but you're I, I, I imagine the same thing. You're absolutely right. But like, I don't know how the like root like ceilings are made out of. The, I'm assuming it'd be wood. I don't uh-huh, know. Like a wooden floor, I would think. Yeah, so it's like a wood trunk scraping against like a hardwood floor, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. So you would be able to hear that, yeah. right? Yeah, because it's gonna have those metal corners on it and everything. Yeah, right. The steamer <laughs> trunk, right? And then Jim has issues with coughing, and so he's like, "Let me just kick up a bunch of dust." Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, it really seems like a crack team here. Yeah, we've got here. I'll just to listen to this meeting that Charlotte will probably tell them about later. Honestly. Right. <clears throat> so it's more about spying on Ga- yeah. uh, Gabrielle. <laughs> Gabriel. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> so the Enclave is discussing De Quincey, and Charlotte points out that allowing De Quincey to continue potentially sends a message to the downworld that they have, like the Nephilim have kind of like gone soft. And Benedict Lightwood is like, So you're willing to listen to this Lady Valcor lady over the word of an ally to the clave? <clears throat> and Charlotte. excuse me sorry charlotte activates beast mode and she's like so what you want to ignore this report and just let him like potentially continue to murder and i was gonna say people but i can't remember who he's murdering is it downworlders or mundanes okay mundane mundane so we're also oh that's right because he's a vampire duh idiot amanda anyway (laughs) forget i said that moving on (laughs) so (laughs) she's like also we are bound to investigate reports like this bro like you know this man (laughs) right another enclave member adds we all can see you're just being stubborn charlotte's like yeah and to me i don't think he's being stubborn i think he's being a dick yes i don't understand what his problem is he's just jealous of charlotte or something so um, the woman that had called Charlotte Lottie, which is the cutest nickname, by the way, Lottie. Why don't we all call her that? It's adorable. So anyway, she just like this lady just kind of scoffs, laughs at what Charlotte's sort of saying. And she's like, Charlotte, you're being dramatic. You have to realize that 
um, like this shit you're saying sounds super crache. And um, so she gives like the rundown of everything, reminds her of everything that's going on that she's told them, including Tessa and De Quincey and a brothel full of dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And all while Charlotte refuses to tell them the name of the informant, which we all know of as Mortmain. And Charlotte's like, um, well, he's kind of scared of De Quincey. So I told him that he could stay out of it. And this bitch, Benedict Lightwood, asks if he's a shadow hunter. Because if not, then he's just not reliable. Meh. Right? Like, what? So crazy. Just it's totally thinks they're above everything. Some of them, anyway, obviously. Um, yep, another on. woman. Move on with your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another woman named Lillian is like, Lightwood, dude. You sound like the Accords aren't even a thing. Like, whoa. <laughs> And George Penhollow, I just added names in here because obviously I recognize them. So I think it's cool. Um, He chimes in and is like, yeah, bro, you're being ridiculous. You know, it's our job to verify the information from the informant like gives us, which is what Charlotte is suggesting we do. So like, shut up. (laughs) We're not just going to take his word for it and like go running with it, you know. And um, so Benedict defends himself by saying he just wants to make sure that the Enclave's powers aren't being abused. And he gives an example that a vampire with a grudge against the head of her clan would want to see him removed from power. And using the clave to help um, would be like a pretty good idea because her hands would be clean. (laughs) And um, Will, obviously, they're still listening upstairs. So Will sort of under his breath says, how does he know about that? And. Tessa is totally with me in this situation. And she's like, how does he know what? Tell us. And so she's looking at Jem like, what? What's going on? What did I miss? And Jem just shrugs towards her because he obviously doesn't have any idea either. But they can't just keep telling him, like asking him what the hell he's talking about because they want to keep listening. So it's frustrating because I just want to know everything. (laughs) Um, Charlotte Charlotte jumps in and um, starts defending Camille, yelling that she would never do that. And that she's smart. Like, she knows the pen- the punishment w- for lying to the clave. And some other ladies like, well, Don't you think that... Sorry. Yeah. Be- before we get too far, don't you think he's talking to how she said that she wanted basically revenge on De Quincey because she killed... Mm-hmm. He killed her. Right. Do you think she told wolf. them that? Yeah. So how how would he know yeah so but that's what will's referring to like how does he know that and tessa's like know what but jim does know but he's like got it you're so smart i didn't put all that together see this is why we do this right (laughs) this is why we're here this is why this is why you need girlfriends yeah to gab and and pick things apart well i had to reread our last episode so I could do the recap so it's fresh on my right. mind yep. <laughs> <laughs> so some other lady is like well I think Benedict has a good point it would make a lot um, it would make this a lot easier if a shadow hunter actually witnessed De Quincey doing all this shit and Charlotte's like auntie that's the point of all of this and Tessa gasps <gasps> which is so dramatic <laughs> and um, so extra yeah <laughs> Jem is like yeah that's Charlotte's aunt like he knew exactly what she was thinking and um he explains that her brother Charlotte's dad used to run the institute um and so she likes to tell people what to do but she doesn't always like she just does whatever she wants so like you're just somebody because your brother used to run the institute it's just funny (laughs) 
<laughs> and Will's like, yeah, she does. Did you know that she propositioned me once? And Gemma's like, whatever, dude, which is exactly what I say to my husband all the time. So again, <laughs> dude, whatever. I can't even believe anything you're saying. And um, Gemma's like, she did not. And Will's like, uh-huh. Yeah, she did. And if I wasn't so scared of her, I would have gone through with it. <laughs> Charlotte's aunt. Yeah, that sounds great. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jim knows his parable try well. So he decides he's like, I'll just nod my head and like turn back to the meeting. Like this is just going to keep going. <laughs> yep. Let's just look. Let's see what's going on. So Charlotte starts bringing up the big old coincidence of the cog parts having to Quincy seal inside of Miranda's chest cavity. And Lillian agrees with Charlotte that the clockwork robots are unnerving. What if this dude is making an army? <gasps> and Frederick Ashdown is like, Meh, maybe. But at this point, it's just speculation. And Lillian waves him off saying that the automatons are um, not seraph or demon in alliance. And if they aren't the children of God or the devil, then like, would their weapons even be like, like make them like vulnerable like would our weapons even kill these things yeah she doesn't know that the answer is yes or at least a brass globe upside the noggin (laughs) would do some damage yep it does the trick (laughs) if you roll a 20 you get a critical hit so benedict lightwood gaslighter extraordinaire tells her that she's just imagining a problem that doesn't exist Um, mundanes have been fascinated with these clockwork creatures for years and none of them have ever posed a threat to the clade before Charlotte's like yeah dummy but those ones weren't created with magic (laughs) duh (laughs) and Benedict's like yeah not that you know of and Charlotte like sits up straighter sits and she's like "Mm." and Tessa can see from upstairs the tension in her hands so she tells Mr. Lightwood that he can just shut the fuck up (laughs) Okay, she doesn't say that. I'm just kidding. But um, she's like, look, I know you're apprehensive to potentially burn this bridge with the Quincy, but, like, this is exactly why we need to follow through with Will's plan. If the kids go there and don't see any shenanigans, then no harm, no foul. However, if there's some bullshit going on, then we can jump out and quote Amanda and say, ha, gotcha, gotcha, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly. Gabriel agrees with Charlotte. However, his caveat to the plan is two words, and they rhyme with shrill Warendale. <laughs> he's basically like a baby since he's too young to be in the meeting. And does that mean that he can really even be trusted with such an important mission? Obviously, he should be the one to go. At least he would look out for the girl and not just himself. Really? Will's like, <laughs> did you just like for real right now? Just wait till I get my hands on him. And Jim agrees, telling the room that hanging is too would be too good for him. <laughs> Damn. These guys, like, they let their beef run deep. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> That's why I gotta know what happened to the sister. <laughs> I know. Med- medieval shit right there. Uh. <laughs> Back in the room, Charlotte disagrees with Gabriel, saying that Tessa trusts him. And Tessa's like, I roll. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Like, <laughs> And Charlotte continues, explaining that Will was the one who devised the entire plan. He's also got his foot in the door with the Pandemonium Club, so he won't be out of place there. He also knows what to look for once he's inside. Will is excellent at... Investigation discovery. 
<laughs> and a good shadow hunter. And that basically shuts Gabriel up, but he's not like, happy about it. Lillian is starting to get on board, but she wants to know how they're going to signal the other shadow hunters if any funny business. And by funny business, obviously, I mean torture and murder happen. <laughs> Super Charlotte's funny. Like, oh, that'll be easy. We'll just use one of Henry's inventions, the phosphor. It will send a flare of bright witch light that will illuminate all the windows, but just for a moment. And then it'll take them all out. <laughs> About that. <laughs> George is like, good Lord, not one of Henry's inventions again. <laughs> Charlotte tries to back Henry up, telling them that at first there were some complications, but it works great now. He just showed her about it last night. Then the room erupts into a chorus of remember that one time that we trusted something that Henry made and ended up in complete disaster. You do? Yeah, yeah, me too. Good times, man. Oh, Good that's times. Awesome. He's so cute, Henry. <laughs> Tessa feels horrible for Charlotte who obviously lost the room and her confidence was starting to waver. Um, and Will actually remarks on the situation, calling them bastards for talking over her. And Tessa's hot boy sensor like bangs and she's like, ooh, so he does like Charlotte. And he does have feelings. Hmm. Wonder if he... <laughs> no, not for me. Okay, this is just getting awkward in my own brain. I'm just going to look over. Oh, hey, there's more eye candy. <laughs> Doesn't she look at Jem and like blush? Yep. yep. That's why there's more eye candy right there. It's Jem. She's like everywhere I look, hot boys. Oh my god. It's a hot boy to summer. What I'd be doing would be like, uh, can they read my mind? Dude, for they real. Have all these powers. I didn't think about that. So Jem's biting his lip, asking where Henry is when. Oh, my God. He suddenly bursts through the door like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and he's I'm frazzled. What would you say? I'm sorry. Jim was biting his lip. Yeah. That's all. Like, that I lost it. everything you said after that. So. Just, yeah. So Henry is frazzled and wild-eyed like Doc Brown. Telling him <laughs> that he's like, I'm looking for the library, the enclave. And Jim's like, yes, yes, the Enclave, they're meeting right now. And Henry's like, I know that. Or as my eighth grade self would say, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) And then he says, blast, which I think is not really important to the plot, but it's too adorable not to mention. So there you go. And Jim tells him that Charlotte needs him. And he's like, right, right, okay. But before he leaves, he's like, wait, what are you guys doing in here? Like, wait, I'm the adult. What are you doing? Well, and like, what is he doing <laughs> yeah. in there? It sounds like a storage room, so it's super random. He just walked in the wrong door. Yeah. And okay. Will, like, really rudely, he's like, it's a floor down. <laughs> so um, Will's like, um, we're playing a massive game of charades. And then he's like, oh, okay, cool beans. Bye. <clears throat> Sorry. Back to the Enclave meeting below. Uh, Kalita? I don't know if that's how you say her name. I think that's what I think I would so. It's say like Kalita. Kalita. Yeah. Okay. She's asking Charlotte, when is she going to admit that she's doing everything on her own, that Henry's no help? And Benedict's like, yes, preach. <laughs> He's snapping is- in the corner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> this is too much for just one person, especially someone of your tender age of 23. And Tessa's like, damn, 23, this bitch looks 47 with a well-invested 401k. 
<laughs> Charlotte gets up her courage back and tells them that Consul Waylon appointed her and Henry to run the Institute five years ago. And if you've got a problem with that, then you should take it up with him. In the meantime, I'm running this bitch how I see fit. 18. Hell no yes. One's... Yep. Knowing he's been bested, Benedict asked if they're going to vote on the mission. And Lillian is like, yes, Dot, all in paper say aye. <laughs> and the homeroom's like, aye, aye, aye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nope. They just say aye. Aye. And Tessa's like, Just a room well, full of pirates. <laughs> what did you say? I said just a room full of pirates. Yeah. Arr. Oh, sorry. you're right. That is R. <laughs> yeah. A room hey, full of this? Scottish people. From the you Highlands. have to do this because that's the parrot on your shoulder. You got to put your hand up here. And you, say, you have to Arr. cover your eye. Arr. Yep. <laughs> William takes the dough attachment to the KitchenAid mixer and holds it around and says, "R, I'm a pirate." That's adorable. Like Super adorable. Oh my god. We started watching Outlander, by the way. Finally. Know. Uh, okay. I know. I need to watch season five. That's it, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all done. You're going to love it. Well, I'm all anyway. caught up. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry about the sidebar. <laughs> nope. I don't know where I am, but I found it. <laughs> okay. Tessa's like, well, that ended well. And Jim, like, caught her confused look. And he told her that the Enclave are always like this. They basically like to stir the pot and play devil's advocate, which, by the way, I hate that saying. Just say party pooper instead. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, then, um, like, they would have never said no because the person that had said no would have, like, looked like a coward. And they would all know. Mm -hmm. It's all just pomp and circumstance, basically. (laughs) Exactly. Lightwood tries to adjourn the meeting um, when Henry busts in again asking if he's too late, baby. Is it too late? <laughs> and, like, yeah. and Benedict's like, oh, hi, Henry. Your wife was just telling us about your latest invention. The phosphor, is it? <laughs> and Henry holds it up and he's like, yes, this is exactly what it is. I promise it works. Here, let me just... And Ben was like, no, no, cool, bro, cool, bro. There's no need for, like, show and tell. <laughs> but Henry had already pressed the button. And just as before, it was the night that the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> there was banging, clanging, screaming, and swearing. And Will was like, well, that was awkward for Henry, but oddly satisfying. <laughs> yeah. And um, let me just end with the Lion King reference here. Slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Awesome. That's it. That was good. That's it. That's all she wrote. Yep. Yep. I don't like the Lightwoods in this book. (laughs) Not so far. No. No. (laughs) This is not a great introduction. No. I'm like, okay, Alec and Isabel's ancestors are kind of (laughs) dicks. Yeah. I can't remember, like... Okay, obviously, I'm reading listening to chain of iron so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to i'm like wait because they're a different gen- i'm like which one is this wait what yeah. happened mm-hmm. wait yeah. what super cool and then i'm like is that guy the same age as that guy like who's uh-huh. this so i have questions for you when we're done because i don't want to google anything because i'm terrified of That's spoilers good idea. yeah yeah um 
but I'm trying to keep my lineage straight, but I don't even want to look at a family tree. Right. Good idea. Yeah. So. You're right. That would be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out who who's who, but mm -hmm. having it been years since I've read these three books. Right. And then I have a really, 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 really great joke <laughs> for Chain of Iron. And I don't know how I'm supposed to remember it. Four years from now. I don't know. Good luck. Write it down in your diary. <laughs> Indeed. Goodness. Okay. Well, um, make sure that you read Chapter 10, Pale Kings and Princes, for next week's episode. You didn't finish talking. There was a bunch of... <laughs> It says courtesy of Magnus because when I was um, prepping this doc for this book, Magnus walked around, walked over my keyboard. And I made was a bunch wondering. Of That's so funny. I was like, I think, I think a kid or a cat got to this doc. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it might have been sushi because she came. She comes to sit on my desk every morning mm -hmm. for cuddles. So sweet. Well, yeah, you gotta. Awesome. Well, for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.